0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Card Insights, here with a listener question episode lined up seven. That means one or two minutes per, and uh, I'll move it along pretty quick. I really appreciate the questions. I can't do all the questions all the time, but when something pops out, uh, it might suggest a whole episode, and it might suggest a little commentary on this Saturday. So thanks all listeners, whether you comment or not, but especially thanks to the commenting ones and questioning ones. Uh, also, thanks sponsors, Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Okay, first question, Greg Dobrik. He loved the reference to the Velveeta boxes. He said, I thought I was the only one that did that. Must be a Pittsburgh thing. I think that was Rich's comment, but I do remember that. But I have been forbidden by my very healthy, wonderful wife that Velveeta is a cheese substitute. So no more Velveeta in this household. So no more Velveeta boxes. But back in the day when I was single, yes, I had Velveeta. Question two from Daniel Jovanovich, talking about, grading the graders. Mike Baker, uh, who I think is a very experienced grader, and PWCC, it's been in the news, but they've had some pretty outstanding success of getting higher prices on some PSA cards that they've put their additional qualifier on. And uh, Daniel's comment is, why do you need that if you're with BGS? Again, that's not a commercial for BGS, but it validates what uh, we thought back in the day, more than 20 years ago now, that having the subgrades uh, available to collectors gives a, a more definitive picture of the card. Because eye appeal is, I think if you told somebody what the four subgrades were, they'd get a pretty good idea of what the eye appeal would be. So uh, I don't know that it's as necessary for BGS, but sometimes maybe... People want to have a second look. Like I said, even tens, and, and Daniel's point is that even tens, there's a range of ten for PSA. In fact, there's even a range of tens for BGS. You can have different kinds of tens. A black label is all tens, but you could have uh, a different 9.5 and, and three tens. I've actually had that, okay? Number three was from Patrick Kelly, talking about the economics. My interview, mainly with Ben Wilson on uh, about the cards, but Angela and Steph were there too to add balance. i talking about the junk wax Again, I don't think it's exactly the same. I also did the episode about the existential threats. There are things that could happen that make vintage perhaps safer than modern cards, but not fully safe. If you're concerned, if you have a small portion of your investable funds in cards, I think whether you're modern or vintage, it's more based on what you really like. But the problem with the junk wax too is that people over-concentrated and bought a uh, huge volume. I think if you're more diversified, you've got a better shot. So uh, be careful with accumulating, even if it's modern wax. Question four. This was Ganga Remy, who enjoyed Andy Friedman, the artist for the top Spotlight 70. He enjoyed that. He wanted to know if Andy will sign his Spotlight 70 cards. Actually, Andy has a program within that where there are some signed cards in there, but they're signed art. Whether he will sign, that's up to him. I didn't really clear that with him. And also the other part of Ganga's question was that we really didn't get into the Spotlight 70 project that much. And I think Andy and I got on a roll. He's a very interesting guy. And uh, again, it was advertised as Spotlight 70 for Tops, and it's uh, readily evident if you Google that or go to Tops website. And again, it's a really interesting project, and Andy's an interesting guy. So I wanted to get at more than just what you're going to find out on the Tops uh, website and a little behind-the-scenes stuff. But maybe I didn't talk about the in-front-of-the-scenes stuff. So thank you for your uh, comment and clarification. Question five was gotten a lot of comments about, uh, and I can't do them all, but I've got a lot of questions and comments about the Tops fanatics um situation. Alan Scott says, do you think fanatics could end up buying Tops to keep the brand alive? There's several comments I can make to that. I think I've said some things like this, but just to be clear, yes, it's possible. I think Brian Gray, my friend, does not think that's very likely that Tops feels burned, but after the smoke clears uh, next year, who knows? You know, 2022. When I sold my company, I wanted to sell to somebody that I really liked, but my uh, friends who were experienced said, "You're going to wind up probably selling to the highest bidder. Fanatics could be the highest bidder for Tops. They can exploit the value in Tops if they choose to in the licensing." Okay. So having said that, though, the second part of Alan's question of buying Tops to keep the brand alive, Tops can keep the brand alive themselves. Maybe not with Major League Baseball Players Association baseball cards, but they've got several other licenses that have legs and have done well. And the company has other prongs that are healthy besides baseball cards. So they've got other things they can do. But if you're talking about the Topps baseball card, traditional, that brand, I think there's going to be Topps cards forever. But if they're not Major League Baseball Players Association and active players, then that's a tough pill to swallow, Alan. I agree. I actually would prefer that fanatics or would would if fanatics has the only road to doing that goes through fanatics, and I, I would hope Tops could make a deal with them. But that's my perfect world. Question six from George uh, an uh, Again, dealing with the Tops situation with fanatics, he actually makes that restructuring in the industry. He's concerned it's going to get more into the lottery aspect and the gambling aspect of looking for the big hits. And he said the CDC is going to get involved soon. The CDC is the Center for Disease Control, but the uh, FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, could get involved if it's gambling, although gambling, it seemed like all the sports are moving toward gambling. And as as I've said before, my comment about gambling is I'm not in favor of gambling. I'm certainly not in favor of parimutuel gambling because in the definition of it, you're supposed to lose. The average person loses and the average of all the people lose. The deck is stacked against you. But sometimes in certain games, you can get an edge. And if you get an edge and in sports cards, if you do your homework, I think there's times when it's not gambling, but many times it is. And last seventh question from MSC2. Again, same thing about Tops being out in twenty twenty five. He just was commenting that Fanatics was there for him when he started buying stuff, and he bought from Fanatics and was treated fine, and uh, had not had the same experience about their. He says the same about their clothing quality. But I think in many cases, Fanatics is selling other people's stuff, and so I, you can't blame Fanatics if things are as advertised and shipped on time. And securely, if they do that with cards, again, they may outsource. Every company uh, is outsourcing the printing of the cards. They're designing them and then they go to the printer and they're cut, they're packed out, and then they're shipped out. So Fanatics, I think, can do that part of it and do it well. When we look at the boxes of cards, those are where you have a limited number of SKUs. Once you bust open the packs and you have the different players, all the different parallels, all the different inserts, you have millions of skew as we look back at at a a complicated hobby. That is what I'm not sure Fanatics is ready to take on just now. But as far as uh, packing out the the boxes and selling the boxes, uh, and I don't believe they're going to eliminate card shops, the local card shop, but I do think they're going to have a heavy presence with online. And I think we can expect that because that's what they've done. So hopefully they're going to treat it as a serious category and build it responsibly and That's my hope. And if that doesn't happen, MSC2, we will see and hopefully the the powers that be will respond. So thanks, everybody. Another seven questions. Appreciate the questions and I look forward to uh, interacting with you in that way or in the show coming up. So thanks again and see you on Monday.